friends, and welcome to The Known Podcast. I'm Liz Burns. I'm so glad you joined us today. We have an amazing episode and an interview with my friend, Sean Davis. I can't wait. Let's get into it. Hello, my friends. I hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. Listen, I had a funny experience Friday night, okay? My kids were at my in-law's house, which is wonderful. So glad my in-laws live back in town where we live again, um, so they have the opportunity. And Jason was out of the country. Yes, you figured that right. I was home alone, something that genuinely has not happened in, like, years. Like, once you get married, yeah, sure, that would, like, occasionally happen. But then when you have kids, like, it's insanely rare that I be at the house and they are not there. So I was like, this is going to be weird, but this is going to be cool. And the biggest thing I was excited about was I'm going to be able to get whatever dinner I want. And I'm not going to have to think about anybody else or what the kids have eaten or what they haven't eaten. And I was just so excited. So I started being like, I'm going to go to Carrabba's and get myself some good pasta. I'm going to get myself a whole pizza. I'm going to get myself a yummy burger and fries. And can I tell you guys, that amount of power was too much for me. I folded, y'all. I folded. I wound up on my bed watching Netflix eating popcorn out of a bag. And that's what happens when you give too much power to somebody like that. It was unbelievable. What about you? Do you love a quiet night by yourself? Or do you go a little crazy if there's not too much noise in the house? (laughs) We'll be right back with more of The Known Podcast. Welcome back to the Known Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Please help welcome my dear friend, Sean Davis. Sean, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited about this. Are you kidding me? We are so honored to have you. You are, correct me if I'm wrong, you're in the middle of your work day, correct? Indeed. Okay. <laughs> We're so thankful you took the time. Sean, for people who don't know you, tell them 30 seconds. Who are you? 30 seconds of who I am. I am Sean Davis and I am an artist. That's what I do for a living. But in addition to my own paintings and art business, I also teach art as a trade. So I'm an elementary school art teacher. I teach kindergarten through uh, fifth grade. And um, I that's what I do. That's what I do for a living. On the uh, other side, I also am just an advocate for social justice and I'm a lover of Jesus and a worshiper. So yeah. And you have a adorable child. I do. I have I have a seven year old named Trey. I'm a mama, so there's that too. You know, so. we we, have, we relate on the seven year old thing. We both have a seven year old going on seventeen. Um, uh, of course, yeah. yeah. Here at the Known Podcast, we ask everybody about their pets. Sean, tell everybody who is Neighborhood Cat. Let me tell you something about Neighborhood Cat, and I, I didn't want to have to go bitter on the podcast, but since you brought it up, you know, since you brought it up. I might as well tell the people about Neighborhood Cat. Neighborhood Cat is the neighborhood cat. This cat really thinks that she owns the neighborhood. So everyone but me feeds her, you know, and she's kind of rude. You know, she just comes on, you know, she hops on my car. She, you know, goes to the bathroom in my lawn. She just, you know, she's kind of disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? And all I'm asking 
is to be respectful of my space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I like, so. I die at. I'm <laughs> putting up these stories about like neighborhood cat, get out of here, and I'm always like, this cat is destined for you. Like you have to accept <laughs> destiny now. At this point, it is what it is. You know, neighborhood cat is here to stay, and there's nothing I really can do about it. You know? I bet many listeners can relate and have their own version <laughs> of some sort of neighborhood cat. Um, Sean, yeah. I want to bring you on today. Of course, respect you as an artist, a woman, and a believer. But you know, we're this will be our final podcast in February, and I didn't want to let February end before talking about Black History Month and touching on that. Mm-hmm. Can you tell people that are listening that may not understand? why it matters that we stop and recognize this? Yeah, it's really important to recognize Black History Month, all cultural months that celebrate, you know, the the diversity into someone else's culture. But um, just because we're talking about specifically Black History Month today, it's really important to celebrate Black History Month because to me, it's everybody's history, you know? Like, it is just, it, it is just everyone's history. And, um, I feel like the the contributions that have been made by different um, inspirational, you know, black people like Martin Luther King, or you know, those are the bigger names, Martin Luther King, you know, or Malcolm X's, all those are the bigger names. But other than just the bigger names, there are some awesome contributions that are made by black people that that go unrecognized. And so mm-hmm. it's important to take a moment, like I said, for every cultural month, but specifically today for Black History Month, it's important to take a moment and celebrate those contributions, you know, and to make those contributions aware to, to, for me, students who may not know about these contributions and to others who just may be unaware that, you know, uh, something may have been created by a black man or a black woman and they just are going around not knowing. So I just think it's important for awareness, for celebration, for appreciation, you know, all of that. Yeah. Sean, give us like two or three names. We Everybody knows Dr. Martin Luther King and, and his legacy. Give us like two to three names we need to be looking out for that we may not be aware of. Just like Black creators that are killing it, be it artists, be it musicians, like Listen, there are so many, and um, I, I, I can, I can give you current, more current names, and I can give you past names. But someone from the past that um, my students are learning about this month um, is Alma Woodsy Thomas. She was one of the first Black women to get an art degree. She was actually an art teacher and became famous for her style of art. So my students are learning about her. Um, she was one of the, like I said, the first one, one of the first Black women to graduate from Howard University with an art degree. Um, during the time of segregation, she was teaching art in all black schools because of it was segregated, you know what I mean? And yeah. she was just known for being this amazing black woman who was an art teacher, inspiring her kids to be creative. She's someone you wanna know about. Also, um, another artist that is more current that we don't, you know, that we we don't hear in history books yet because she's current is um, Melissa Mitchell. She, uh, she goes by Abio Creations and she, uh, has created her own kind of abstract style of painting where she kind of uses these these deep, dark black outlines to uh, outline different organic and freeform shapes. She's really dope. She also is uh, someone, when I teach her in my class, I teach um, also the, the business side of art because she has killed the game when it comes to putting her art on clothes, on purses, on shoes, Nike, billboards. She is everywhere. And when I'm teaching my kids that you can make a living being an artist, she's someone that I <laughs> that I frequently uh, reference, you know? And wow. so there are just so many different, um, black artists, not only that, black comedians, yeah. you know, like yeah. my favorite, my favorite is Tony Baker and he does like a lot of voiceovers. <laughs> the animal and videos. And <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's Anything so funny with animals, my, I'm there. Yes. 
hilarious. Well, because I have my issue with neighborhood cat, you know, it's like <laughs> I I can I can really relate to these these references that he makes with these animals. And he's just so funny. And just there's so many different, like there's just so many people that I can that I can reference. But um when teaching art, not only do I reference my uh my my older, like, you know, Alma Woodsy Thomas, who would be someone older, but I, I try to reference more of the the newer, more current artists, comedians, musicians, yeah. um, business owners. I try to reference the more the more current ones because I feel like the current artists and writers and et cetera of this time that are black are making history right now. You know, they are gonna be the history of the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, you know, Alma with the Thomas was was at one point no one knew her name and, and and now she over these over the years of working with students became known for all of her work so much so that her um her painting was um was was uh, put inside of the White House during the during the the sitting of uh, of President Obama wow. and um she was one of the first Black artist in wow. the White House could you imagine that wow no other black amazing what what an honor what an honor you know so it's important for me to reference our older uh inspirations and our current inspirations when it comes to black history month so it's it's just it's fun it's fun love heritage months (laughs) i I think this is fun and i think this is good but i want to keep it real um yeah you know being a pastor in this time and especially living through 2020 we would hear from people who bristle at something like why do we have to have black history month you know yeah what, 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 not that it's anyone else's responsibility for someone else's ignorance, but, you know, from your perspective, those who come to you and say like, why are we still celebrating this? This issue is over. How do you answer that to them? I mean, this is, this is literal things we have heard on Instagram, on emails, you know, people that they go, oh, this isn't an issue anymore. Why even talk about it? Which I know is ridiculous, but what is your own experience to that? Man, I have heard those those statements before. Um, I've even had, and I I love when I get the question in school. Oh, I love when a student asks me that because it's just such a beautiful moment for me to educate them. But the importance of us celebrating Black History Month, it's important because there are certain issues that are still taking place today mm-hmm. as a result of everything that happened with segregation and slavery. Unfortunately, the result or the result of all of that is still, it's, it's a ripple effect. It's still happening today. Yeah. So for me, my approach of how to combat that is through awareness and celebration. Awareness and celebration. And there's a purpose, there's a purpose behind the celebration part because when you just make people aware of what happened, they then feel like, ah, scared. All of a sudden there's an issue. Now they're, they're, they're defensive. But when you celebrate the culture, in addition to making aware what happened in the past, now we are switching the perspective. And now all of a sudden I'm raising, and I say raising because I really am teaching students, but I'm raising students. Yeah. I'm raising students who are going to be well-rounded individuals who appreciate diversity and who uh, respect a culture. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, it's just like, we have to still celebrate these 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 months because a lot of the times, one, not only the issues still taking place, but the recognition is not there. You yeah. know, we are still there are so many uh, inspirational black people that have not been recognized for their work, you know, and that's unfair. You yeah. know what I mean? And so we want to bring awareness. We want to celebrate the what they've done. You know what I'm saying? And it's 
to be afraid of. That's all I'm trying to say is that we don't yes. have to be afraid of it. If we just celebrate it, you don't have to be afraid of it. You know what you I'm know saying? What? It's like, uh, no, I was just going to say, I, I like lately have been thinking of the quote that like, when you shine a, shine a spotlight on something, it doesn't take the spotlight off of you. It just yeah. shows the spotlight on something. And like the other things are still there. And not only to not be intimidated by that or afraid by that, or, you know, insecure about that, but just to realize you're no less shining because the spotlight's shining on someone else. Like, Correct. so that's why in February we stop and say like, this is not my moment for the spotlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Like just as a human to learn mm-hmm. spotlight ain't always going to be on you. Like I tell my children. On you. That's true. Yeah. But you know, what do you think as believers, how does being a Christian, you know, play into this? What do you think's the biblical responsibility in not only recognizing this, but like standing up for justice? Oh man, well, let's just start, let's break that question into two parts. Um, the biblical responsibility of recognizing this. There's scripture that talks about the importance of honoring others above yourself. Yeah. And when you honor someone else, and this is just being a believer, <laughs> you know, honoring someone else above yeah. you is literally Jesus's yes. message. Like, hello, yeah. the, the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant. The greatest yeah. in the kingdom of God is the person that lifts up others who doesn't boast you know, yeah. the word of God says, you know what I mean? It's so important to honor others. So there should never be an issue with honor, you know? Yes. Honor is not scary. You know what I mean? No. Like, you should no. be able to honor anyone. Um, and for me, that goes even further than just thinking that someone who has a position or something deserves honor. I mean, to me, the homeless person on the corner deserves it. You know what I'm uh, saying? It's just like, yeah. you honor people because they're created in the image and likeness of God. I honor his image and likeness, and that's why I'm going to honor you, period. That's the end. I you think know, you no need argument. to maybe say that again. I think you need to say that again. Because, <laughs> you know? because don't we have a society that goes, I'm going to honor you when I feel like you burned it, da 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 But yeah. honor, we just say, I honor the, that God created you. You know, that's enough. <laughs> There's not a prerequisite other than that, you know? And and, and I feel like the, the image and likeness of God in and of itself deserves honor. And how much different would our society be how much different would our friendships be our marriages be if we just took that and yeah. ran with it like okay you may be treating me awfully right now but because you're made in his image and his likeness my responsibility is not to treat you the same way oh, you know no. what i'm saying like oh no it's, it's a different mindset altogether you know what i'm saying so you mean i have to honor me, my enemies sean don't say that i mean it's what the bible says and so it's like it's just like it's it's, it's just like you just want to be I mean, for me, that's where I'm coming from when I, when I'm thinking of honoring someone in the image who is made in the image and likeness of God, you know what I'm saying? That's every human being on the face of this planet. Therefore I have a problem with the heritage month. You know what I'm saying? They're all celebratory to me. I celebrate black history month, the way I celebrate Hispanic heritage month, Asian Pacific Islander heritage month. I'm excited about uh, uh, native American heritage month. I love learning about my middle Eastern friends during, you know, I, I just, it's, I love that. You know, it's, it's fun, you know, so yeah. honor. And then the second part of your question was um, standing uh, for social justice or justice as a believer. I mean, I don't know how many times the word of God talks about how the Lord will have justice, mm. you know, like how the Lord, how his heart is about justice. Yeah. You know, this is what God is saying he wants. And instead, um, you know, we respond different. Some, sometimes you see people responding differently. Um, and so for me, as a believer, um, it is it is totally and a hundred percent our responsibility to stand up for what is what is right and for justice. You know what I'm saying? 
And I think that when we look at someone else as, you know, going along with that image and likeness thing of Christ or God, when we look at someone else and we see that maybe someone who's created in his image and likeness, who doesn't necessarily look like me is being treated Mm -hmm. less than, Mm -hmm. you know, it's my responsibility to stand up. Wow. You know, I think about it this way. If I had, I have, I'm 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 the oldest of five or of six, rather. I'm the, you know, the oldest and the only girl. I have five younger brothers. And the reality of it is, is that if anybody picked on them, you know what I'm saying? I would come and I would have something to say about that. Sure would. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, my son, you know, anything like that, I would have something to say. And so therefore I look at the issues of social justice taking place. And this is for every, every culture, the issues of social justice with anybody from any different country, whatever, immigration, anything like that. When I look at stuff like that, I'm looking at, at, looking at it like, okay, if this is a relative of mine, if this is someone that I'm related to and they're being treated unfairly, I'm going to have something to say about that because that isn't right. It isn't just, it isn't the character of God, you know? And so since that's not the character of God, I have to say something about that. You know, I think that that overall is my, my job when it comes to all of this, you know, um, is to be a voice and an advocate for justice, because that's what, that's what God would have not only me, all believers to do. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think we often preach God's love and and that is the greatest commandment, right? Love, but biblical love, mm-hmm. when I look at the concept of the way Jesus loved was very radical. So he didn't love very. just in word, he loved in action to the point of death on the cross. So, um, oh yeah, I'm loving my neighbors. Like I'm posting scripture and I'm doing these things. No, loving could mean laying down my life for someone loving could mean that if like you said the injustice or someone is hurting my brother that I would stand up for him like don't think when we post God is love that's a fluffy flowery thing it's actually quite a radical thing about it is radical thing um and I I I think that's very radical to keep it to just keep it on that perspective of the honor in you and the honor and the other person. Um, one last question, Sean, before I let you go, you know, what would you say um, is something that everybody could do just like one small next step? Because we never want to be like, okay, it's this big overarching theme. I think it's great. But what's one small step I can do today to better myself in this area? Oh, man, I love that question. I recently spoke at Somos uh, Church, it really was the crash bookstore that they have. And my my topic was diversity and creativity. And so um, one of this, this relates to the question that you've asked, because um, I, I told them the uh, my three points, if I can remember exactly <laughs> what they were. But one of my three points were the importance of, oh, it was creating space. Um, whoa almost there. Hold on. One of them was creating space, That's good. Uh, a sharing space mm. and entering in, into a space, That's creating space, sharing space, entering into a space, creating space, creating an opportunity for culture to be uh, celebrated. Yes. For me, I use doors to do that. Sharing space. And this is the one thing, this is the answer to your question, sharing space, using the space that I already have to put a spotlight on somebody else. Mm-hmm. So for example, I have friends that do this on the regular all throughout the year instead of just Black History Month. But they are the kind of friends that will post on their social media on a regular basis. They mm-hmm. will use their platform. Like, I love that Pastor Jason, like, all the time has different people in his platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, they 
black people have been in this platform people have who have been you know who are more traditional in their delivery of the word you know he just brings diversity when it comes to his platform he's sharing his space so yeah. one thing that we can do today is share our space what are you what do you have that you can shed what do you have now in your hands that you can use to uh to to put a, a spotlight on someone else you wow. know is it your social media platform you know do you need to use this time to shout out other authors if you're a writer and you you know you know you're known for your books or whatever like that but you're going to use your space for whatever reason this time to shout out someone else you know what i'm saying if you are a preacher having other people come into your platform to preach the word of god that are different because representation matters and you know that may not look like you you know what i'm saying it's using what you have, sharing your space. And then the other part was entering into a space. What mm. are things that you can do today to immerse yourself into someone else's culture? You know, that is so, that, that's so important because when I think about Jesus, first of all, he was the example of this. You know, first of all, he gets off his throne, come into the culture of the world. That's the first thing, okay? Then he said, it's not enough for me to come and just into the culture of the world. It's not enough for me to become a human being. I'm also going to go sit and eat with the tax collectors and immerse myself in a culture that is completely the opposite of yeah. me because my goal is to love these people well. And I can't do that if I don't understand their struggle, if I don't know, you know, where they're coming from. It's just hard for me to do that. So the important thing is not only to create a space to highlight people, to share the space that you have, share your resources, and then also to immerse yourself, to enter into someone else's space, you know? And, and that's, that's, those are the, the tips that I give when it comes to using what you have today to kind of do better in the area of social justice and, and just celebrating other people's cultures. Sean, that was brilliant. I cannot thank you enough because I know our listeners are going to glean so much from that. For people who want to keep up with you and hear more from you, where can they find you in the online world? Sure. Um, Instagram is my main uh, social media platform and you can find me at Taka. It's spelled T-A-K-A Shanique, C-H-A-N-I-Q-U-E. So Taka Shanique is my Instagram handle and you can find me on, on Instagram there. And, and that is, that is where I am. Yeah. Good friend. I, you are welcome here anytime. I, I love your heart. I love your wisdom. Um, will you come back and will you bring neighborhood cat? Listen, I can promise to come back, but I can't promise neighborhood cat because you know, the part where the Bible says loving your enemies, I'm really trying hard with neighborhood cat, you know, but she's very disrespectful and I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe she'll come on as a guest speaker. Maybe know? she'll come on. Yeah. Maybe she'll tell us her side of this story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sean, thank you. And friends, we'll be right back with more of the known podcast. Welcome back, friends. Well, it's time for the part of the show we call Know It. That's something we want you to know about this week. Today, I come with another book recommendation, but this book literally just came out. It's called Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Jenny is somebody that we love here at the podcast. She has a new book about connection and finding your people, and that is something I am highly passionate about as somebody who is um, oversees groups in a church and just so believes in the power of relationship and being known. I can't recommend this enough. So check it out today. Find your people by Jenny Allen and let's know what you think. And we'll be right back.
Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much, friends, for listening. My special thanks goes out to my friend, Sean Davis, for being with us. And hey, remember, if you can help us out, we would love if you would share this podcast, tell your friends, tag us, just let us know you're listening. We love hearing from you. But really, most importantly, never forget, you are known by God and loved by him too. Bye-bye.